What's up, guys? It's Sancho Sancho Panda here. Anyways, uh, we're talking in the news today. Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in The Black Widow. Also, the Star Wars comic is ending at number 75. But uh, did I say Sancho Panda? Sancho Panda... Dr. Panda. I don't even know anymore. I'm losing my mind because we're talking Legion on another fly casual. Oh, no! Oh, <laughs> I ran we'll, out of breath. We'll figure it out in a second. I'm gra- I keep saying, oh. <laughs> We miss you, Corey. Flying so casual. So tonight. Garrick has a bit of <laughs> trivia f- to share with us. What? He Ooh. does. Yeah. Well, he he totally told you that that was not trivia. But yeah. he's going to share it now that we're recording. Anyway. Okay. Well, you see. <laughs> and that, my friends, is what Garrick has da, all da, the time. Da, da, da. Nothing. Yep. You'll see that on the next trip with you. Uh, <laughs> what's in the, tell them what's in the box. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. This is my wife's head. No. Stupid. Well, you guys, I am excited stupid. about this episode. You are. It's I am too. wanted to do this episode. This is yes. one of my all-time favorite shows. It's up there. It's way yeah. up there. Yes. And we're gonna talk about it. Uh, and we get to talk about it now because. I know uh, Corey wants to see it, but hasn't gotten himself in that place. I'm further along than Corey is and on we, something? And we, yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know, actually. I think he's halfway through season one. Oh. Yeah. And we don't care about Mike. Oh. And the three of us, meaning science, um, Sancho, Dr. Dr. P. Dr. P. Dr. P. and the boys. Dr. P. and the boys have all seen this. And... And this is not gonna be our official name. I like this. It is now. It's, it is now. Dr. P and the boys. Um, I'm not sure which alter ego of mine that is. It probably manifested itself when I was ranting about um forces of destiny dolls. Oh, I try man. to keep Dr. P down. He just keeps coming back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is um I'm excited, guys. Are you excited? Are you yes. excited? We'll see Talking. how excited I am. You guys are able to convince me well, how excited I am. Well, I think what you need to do is get rid of this. Yeah. And drink, that. drink straight from the bottle. Straight from the bottle. Straight, straight from the bottle. <laughs> um, Enjoy my ornitos straight from the bottle. From the bottle. Or you can pour it in the decanter and I should pour it in the decanter. I think you should. But um yeah, so uh, I guess I'm going to do this because I'm talking. Go ahead. You can introduce uh, me. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm right here. I'm the, sitting next to you. The, the person sitting next to me that, that said me is Mr. Michael me, me, J. Archibald, me, 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 me. the best drinker of tequila I've ever seen. <laughs> and best beaker impersonation. Of all time. Right all time. Yeah. That's right. Me, me, me. That yeah. was more like. Nailed it. Me, 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 me. 
tequila yeah, helps yeah, me get through second episodes. <laughs> yeah, it helps me forget all the pain. And for those who of you have been with us for a while, you know that when uh, we get to the second episode recording, Mike usually enjoys. Huh? Hello. Hey. Yeah. Sleep. Um, <laughs> That's right. But uh, joining us. Down a few across the pond and down a few more is Mr. Dr. P. Hey, guys. And the boys. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> hey. hey, thanks for coming back. Yeah. we. So you're thoroughly you confused watch. now. You don't know if it's Sancho or Sancho, huh? Sancho's not here anymore. Oh, dear goodness. <laughs> oh no. Well, it's Dr. P. Actually, it's all of them. It's all of them wrapped into one. Oh, my Lord. Dr. S is coming and joining us. All now. the infinite universes. In yes. Mm-hmm. I see. And I speaking see, of infinite universes, uh, Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy, crossed the floor right. on down a few. I am Garrick of the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> But, one, I'm like Spider Man. Let's make a into the me verse. It's the, just me. Is it the is it the multiverse where everybody loves Zack Snyder and Sucker Punch? Is it there's that, that one? one. There's that one universe that doesn't. We don't talk yeah, about. that's the yeah. dark universe. That is dark. Yeah. You know, dark. Garrick, I've got to question if you have any alter egos. Considering on my podcast where I'm Sancho Panda and my brother's secret alias man, you are known as Garrick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Madonna, sure. <laughs> Just one name. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how, how famous I am. Garrick the Wonderful. Just yep. the one. That's me, the wonderful. The one. And his mom is known as Garrick's mom. Mm, yeah, she is. Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, someone, someone else close us out today because I clearly messed up last time. So someone else take the reins before we say the, the J word. Yeah, oh. Garrett gets to do that this time. Okay, good. Oh, oh you can't put that on me. All kinds of pressure. Control well, I clearly power. can't handle the pressure. <laughs> None of my personalities could handle it. But introducing myself, I'm, I almost said Stephen, not Jay Howie, but You're I am a Stephen Jay. Jay. I am Stephen Jay. I'm not Jay. You're Jay. not Jay. I Stephen am Jay. Jabberwocky Howie. Um, <laughs> oh, that would be a cool middle name. <laughs> Jabberwocky. Yeah, I you know that was your middle name. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Big Alice in Wonderland. Really? Wonderland. Stay away from them Vorpal Blades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't want that. Don't look through the looking glass, however that works. I don't what know if I want to look through the looking glass? Don't do it. The Jabberwocky will get you. I am the Jabberwocky. I thought he was the Jabberwocky. You are the Jabberwocky. So I want to look through the looking glass. Oh. What if it's like the Johnny Depp universe? Where he's <laughs> the mad hat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then you break the mirror. Yeah. And throw it. You throw it away. And burn it. And I point it at the desert. I point it at Mike. Show. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of showing us. Yeah. What do you have for us, Mike? What are you going to show us? Is is this my turn? Well, it is. It it is Dakasize time. Oh, Dakasize! Dossiers. Dossiers. New Dakasize. Oh, the actual Imperial March. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) This is some serious docket tonight, boys. Serious. Serious? I am so serious about being serious. (laughs) 
I can tell you. All right, I'm gonna. Oh, being serious. Well, I, I don't know. What's so, sorry about here. that. <laughs> Just go back to the Legion dance All right. music. All right. <laughs> get, you, get you off of the soundboard, Howie. We're gonna start with you. Where are you docusizing on this week? I am docusizing Secret City. Secret City. What's Secret City? Secret. Okay, so <laughs> secret from us. Have you secret guys? <laughs> have you guys ever heard um, of a little show called Fringe? 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 Fringe. 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 Oh, Fringe. Fringe. With that guy from Dawson's Creek? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dawson's Creek? Not Dawson's Creek. Fringe. <laughs> and the guy from Lord of the Rings? Oh, Arathorn? Son of Aragorn? No. He was the steward of Gondor? <laughs> the older dude. <laughs> the guy who was eating uh, the... Uh, have you not tomatoes? seen Fringe? Have you, anybody here seen Fringe? Frodo? You've not seen Fringe. No. The Carl Urban? Dude. Is it Carl Urban? I don't know his name. And you're going to make me look it up now. But Secret <laughs> City is, has the main, one of the main chicks in Fringe, Anna Torv. Anna Torv. Okay. Uh, she's Australian, but she plays a English person in French. But in Secret City, it's based in Australia. So she doesn't have to act that Yay. accent. About time. Um, but she's a, uh, a reporter chick who um, gets herself in a little bit of trouble coming yeah. across the story that the government doesn't want to let known. Mm. Um, a dime for every time. That's how you get dead. Um, and there's several seasons of this. So I've only seen the first season. Uh, or there's at least two. I don't know how, actually how many there are, but uh, it's it's, it's a kind of a it's it's kind of a like a uh, it's not really suspenseful, but it's like a crime drama type of show, pretty well done, but with a bunch of Australians. So there, it's great. Is it is it like a so it's like a procedural drama where she investigates people? No, it's it's uh, well, it's not really procedural as much as it is. Uh, she doesn't really, she just keeps getting herself uh, mixed in with this uh, for one reason or another. Obviously, she's, if initially she's looking for the story, right? Because she's, you know, wants to get, wants to get the scoop, get the story. Is there like a supernatural element to it at all? Nope. Doesn't French have a supernatural element to it? Oh. Uh, or am I mm-hmm. thinking of a different show? No, yeah. No, that's definitely French. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Does it have anything to do with Fringe? It's the same universe. It's the the leading lady was the leading lady in Fringe. Oh, which that's what I said. I thought, but you know, it. Yeah. So no one's seen Fringe. I'm sorry. I saw ads for it. Yeah, me too. I'm really disappointed with this group that not one of you is Fringe good. Mostly. It's, only it's like X-Files kind of, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of like an X-Files type of thing. I think the person you're referring to is John Noble. Thank you. Right? Right? I'm assuming, because you actually looked like it up Denethor, now. Denethor, son of Boromir and Faramir. Oh, that guy. Gosh, he's a chameleon. on fire and ran off, of a, ran off the big cliff there. Mm. Uh, Gondor, is that the guy? And Gondor, yep. John yep. Walter Bishop is the guy he plays. Yep, Mary uh, sang him a little tune. Joshua Jackson. While uh, the old uh, 
Gandalf was uh, shooting laser beams at uh, flying dragon monsters. Right? Lance Riddick is in it. Mm-hmm. I Her- like the Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> yeah. Jared Harris. I like word association. <laughs> Riddick. I like fringe with benefits. Speaking of dumb action movies. <laughs> yeah, that is the dumb action movie. But no, it's a. I recommend. Oh, I didn't know that. Megan Duchess, what's her face, was in Fringe. Megan, Mar- you know, Megan, Megan Markle. Markle. Did you know Leonard Nimoy was in Fringe? Did you know that? Well, of course, I did not know that <laughs> because he was not in there. He was in. Uh, he was in season two and four. Oh, excellent! So. Somehow, I got it in my mind that Leonard Nimoy voiced Bendu from from. Um, Rebels season three. <laughs> I don't know how. No, that's oh. not him. That was um. That, that was, was Tom. Uh, that was, yeah, was Ben. Do Tom. Uh, Tom. 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 Tom Collins. Tom, Collins. <laughs> Tom Selleck. Ooh, Tom Selleck. I'll take Tom Selleck. Tom Brady. Yeah. Is he still doing stuff? I will not take Tom Brady. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I will leave him. <laughs> Sounds good. Maybe I should Tom, check it out. Tom something. What's it called again? The fringe. Which one? Fringe? The one you were <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Secret <it> City. <laughs> Secret City. Yep. Yep. I believe I was it's watching it on City. Netflix. Oh, okay. I believe. I can fly. I believe I can fly. While someone goes, uh does theirs, I'll look that up, make sure. All right, Garrick. What are you docusizing on? Well, I'm docusizing on is I just saw the Spider-Man's Homecoming. Oh no, yeah, not that one. The Far From Home. Far From Home. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. That will be Spider-Man: Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. <laughs> so this is this is your first time seeing it. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I've. I wanted. I know I had it on my docket way back when. Yeah. I never got a chance to see it in theater. So Did I had you? to wait for it to drop digitally. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Partake. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, I liked it. Really? I liked it a lot. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I think it's because they gave a lot more screen time to his friends and they became kind of major characters. And I really yeah. Liked, um, his, his best friend, who I can't remember the name of. And then, uh, the MJ port, had the a portly huge... gentleman. <laughs> yes. He's the, uh, portly gentleman. <laughs> portly. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I love, uh, I loved how they gave, MJ a bigger part. I, I think she's Mary Jane, right? Is that her name? Yeah. They just keep calling her MJ. Yeah, she's she's Mary. Mary Jane. I'm assuming she's in this in this multiverse. Yeah, so she was really good in this uh, this movie. She's oh, they're all really good actors. And I mean, say, I liked the, I liked that whole cast in the first one. So yeah, that's, the, the that's, plot was okay. I mean, the, there was a lot. So the the main bad guy is mysterious. Yeah, and I've always been like, a, okay, tell me he's tell me he's cool in this. So um, I want to watch it more. Do you think Mysterio is cool in the comics? In the, the answer is no, because Mysterio <laughs> is the lamest uh, villain. But I still love him. So he he's he he's, actually Jake Gyllenhaal does a really good job. Agreed, Mysterio. He's he's cool in Old Man Logan. Yeah. That's right. He made everybody. He made uh He made. He brought on the end of time, man. <laughs> he did. He brought yeah. on the wastelands. But it was if you if you've seen Endgame, this is a really good. 
kind of cap on that. Yeah, it's okay. like an epilogue. So t- yeah, okay, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's it's technically a sequel then? Yeah, it it yeah. very much fleshes out the world post the snap okay. and how people deal with stuff with it would deal with the uh, complicated things. That I think uh, this is officially the last one in that phase. So yeah, mm-hmm. does, like you said, it does act like an epilogue, and I think it, there's this really touching. There's a few touching moments between John Favreau and. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and uh, Happy, and uh, just because you know, actually, it's interesting you brought Peter that Parker up. Parker got really close to mm-hmm. Tony Stark, so they they're working that out together because they're both kind of his friends. Gotcha. There's a lot of good writing there. Actually, Favreau, um, I just read him in a in a recent article saying that that was probably his favorite role in that or favorite movie in that role as Happy. Yeah, he nailed it. I mean, I love mm-hmm. their back and forth because there's some other stuff going on with uh, Happy and uh, Aunt May. Oh. Which, uh, which is pretty fun. It's, it's, there's a lot of humorous <laughs> parts, a lot of action. Yeah. Um, there's a twist and, you know, it, it, I wasn't bored or like, oh, this is... It, it, I love Spider-Man because it's in the Marvel Universe. And the last three or four movies have been really kind of sad and dark. Right. Uh, you know. This one kind of had some of those elements, and it started off that way. But at the end, you, you get like a, a brighter picture of the, the universe as a whole. I thought, which was really cool. It sucks that uh, Disney and Sony couldn't work it out because I really want to see a sequel. And now I don't know if we're gonna get it because uh, in the after credit yeah. scene, there's a big, a big. <laughs> cliffhanger <laughs> i don't think it's going to be addressed unfortunately dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. yeah don't tell me i want to find out but they get yeah. to keep j jonah jameson <laughs> yeah okay. he's not mcu he's not he's not i guess he's not close to no because he was the original spider-man jj so cool yeah woohoo yeah go oh, see good. it check yeah. it out it's i'm excited good. I will definitely check it out. I honestly am not too worried for Sony because I feel like they are going to lean heavily on the writing uh, prowess of the guys who did Into the Spider-Verse. I feel like oh, I hope so. I feel like they they realize what a gem that was and they're not going to screw up the way they have in the past. I have hope for them. I Even think there's going to be good Spider-Man movies like from I here on out. Venom relatively like maybe the next day after I watch this. And I was expecting this. Oh God, this is stupid! But the writing on it was actually not terrible. No, it's like a the delight. The dialogue was was actually yeah. kind of humorous at some points. And I'm like, oh, this yeah. is not terrible. Until he <laughs> started eating Lobstercules' children. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> my babies. Random tick reference. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's all I got, Mike. You uh, you up next? Yeah, I'll go next. Dr. Um, Dr. S. I, as I <laughs> say, <laughs> no, we'll we'll save the doc for last. Okay. <laughs> I, as I say often, I'm not a big, uh, big uh, video game guy, but uh, the one video game that I play pretty much every day is Pokemon Go. Yeah, and Pokemon I have been Go. I have been poking in my mom a lot. <laughs> that's how you go blind you no know, i've heard that i'm trying to watch myself but for we those... nickname you the pokey little puppy, <laughs> the pokey little puppy. <laughs> no that's his nickname for his mom this is actually oh. 
Gross. A thing me and my son get to do together a little bit too. So my my daughter has one as well, but she's not as enthusiastic about it as me. She never so. opens my gifts. Uh, I pretty I pretty much do hers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> do her account. So yeah, when you get gifts, that's from me. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, they just uh, released what Gen Five Unova. Yeah. So yeah, you're Pokemon, and like I do, you're out there getting uh, all the new ones, and uh, they got a cool. Again, if, I guess if you don't know anything about the game, you don't know what I'm talking about. They've got uh, they got incubators Screw for the you. eggs right now that, that incubate really fast. So yeah, half time, right? half time. But then I get the super incubators. Oh, then and, it's uh, a quarter time. Yeah, that's right. So they're I've been hatching a crap ton of them. So I've got your Kangaskhan, man. Next time oh, I see you, oh yes, that's the one I'm missing. I know, I know. Yep, I got all mine. I'm and I'm only missing one from Gen Two, man. I still got I'm that elusive unknown. <laughs> So our wife to... hatched one off of, off oh, did she? Egg. Uh, I didn't think it was possible because everyone was complaining. Wait, wait, wait. Off of 7K, she, she hatched it? Uh-huh. They had an event. Uh, well, I thought it was only ago. hatching on 10K. That's why I'm asking. Oh, maybe it was 10K. Yeah, I don't know. It was a 10K. Uh, yeah. those eggs. Uh, so. Anyway. That's what's that's good. <laughs> like, I don't know if people play Pokemon Go as much as they used to, but they should because they have these events and special things going on. All they the keep time. it interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you what, when yeah. I first started playing, geez, it's like they're on year three now. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah. And um, that first year, I was like, I don't know how they keep this going, but they really have. They've kept it interesting. So, yeah, I remember um, in the early days, you couldn't even log on. Yeah, you couldn't the track them. was crashed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't even yeah. open half the time. I know. That's why <laughs> I think that's why pretty much why Corey and Howie quit because yeah. they crash <laughs> half the time. But um, I they, quit because it wasn't really that good of a game. <laughs> Oh, it's an Aww. awesome game. I love it. I, again, I play it every day, and I'm not a video gamer. So there you go. Yeah. So. That says something about you. <laughs> <laughs> I like simple. You guys do whatever the hell it is you do. I don't know. I don't even know. I have no idea. Overwatch or something. What do you guys yeah, do? You, Fort, you guys Fortnite with each other? No. <laughs> you Overwatch. Don't take it back. <laughs> you take that take, back. Take that back. You take that back. <laughs> you Fortnite. So I yeah. am, yeah, I am uh, playing some Unova. <laughs> Getting the new ones, man. Unova. So, anyway. Yep. Show enough. Sweet. Anyway, Dr. Panda. <laughs> Let's just keep changing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Sancho Sancho. Dr. Knows? Sancho. <laughs> um, so speaking of Overwatch, I've never played the game, although I've watched it a couple times. But uh, there's this podcast called Primates that uh, Garrick and I listen to, <laughs> and it talks and they talk about primates and popular culture from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. And they're <laughs> in Australia. It's, yeah, they're think. Australian, and um, they they did a review of Overwatch, and basically all four of them had almost never played the game except a little bit, and yet somehow they kept me laughing through the entire <laughs> episode, and. Um, at one point, the one of the one of the cast members or one of the co-hosts started ranting on another one for saying that um, Tony Stark made Spider-Man's web shooters, 
And the rant was just so brilliant. I texted Garrick immediately. I was like, you have to listen to this. So guys, check out Primates. It's a hilarious podcast. It's so different from everything else that's All out there. All about monkeys. It really is. Yeah, they have like, um, they do. They did Powerpuff Girls because of Mojo Jojo. They reviewed The Lion Kings. They reviewed Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home because of Night Monkey. They, um, nice. Futurama Mars University, the one we remember uh, where, the, where the monkey gets the hat that makes him smarter. Um, they, they did friends because of Marcel's, uh, it's just, <laughs> you just don't house. know what they're going to talk about each time. And yet it's, it's like, uh, their, their humor is really dry too. And it's just dry Australian humor. It's just a lot of fun. So that's been on my docket. Yeah. The accents make it more interesting, even if they're saying the same thing that I would say. So there you go. Ooh, the death of Harambe. There you go. Fun stuff. <laughs> I always need a new podcast to listen to. So there you go. Oh yeah. Check, check, check them out. Uh, Garrick and I, we, there's a few that we both listen to and we'll text each other. They're like, have that, you listened to this one yet? They're on that same network. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Australia. Yeah. Planet broadcasting. That's what it it's, is. It's probably most known for the weekly planet, which is Mr. Sunday movies. And anyways. Yeah. So yeah, that's my docket. All right. <laughs> Shall we do some news? Mr. Howie. Dang it. News? <laughs> Howie, you knew I was last. Stop, stop shopping. Get off of get off of Amazon. I got the wrong thing. I I don't know what you mean. I he's, he's too busy downloading Pokemon Go. There. Oh, there's some news. All right. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I'm news, actually downloading news. Pokemon Go right now. I've gotten everything you guys got plus twice. And shinies. Nice. Ooh, you got the um, shinies too. All the shinies. Oh, I did that in like look at five all the minutes. Already. I'm that well, I've been good. playing for two seconds. I know the guy who created the game. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, you know Mr. Mon, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's I see yeah, let's get to Is news. he Jamaican? <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> Sorry. Pokemon. Come on. <laughs> all right, guys. Robert Downey Jr. in the news this week. Is he? He is. Dead. Boy, Just when you thought you saw the last of that guy. I thought I did. I thought I money. did too. <laughs> yeah, then money. Yeah. <laughs> money happened. There is a rumor this week, according to Cinema Blend, that uh, Robert Downey Jr. will be making an appearance in the upcoming Black Widow what? movie. Uh, Which some people, you know, some people were confused by that. We're like, well, didn't we just kill Robert Downey Jr.? How would he and be Black Widow? Kill Black Widow. Right. Exactly. Dead. It's like, then you need to use your brain a little bit and think because obviously Black Widow would be a prequel uh, and make it entirely possible for Robert Downey Jr. to make an appearance in her film. So I don't know. I, some I've heard mixed reactions about this. Some people are like, you know what? Hey, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> Thanks, Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> A bunch of Kylo Ren tweeters. So, um, actually, honestly, I think I've heard mostly negative feedback toward that. Um, I guess I I'm kind of ambivalent to it because I think last week we mentioned I'm not really super excited about. Well, she she anything. made her first appearance in the Iron Man. She well, did exactly Iron Man 2, too. Right? Was an Iron, Iron Man, Man 2. 2. Yep. She was mm -hmm. uh yeah, the secretary. No, no. She had her really long curly hair that time. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was different hair every time. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I guess I'm pretty ambivalent to it. Um, I don't see why not. I mean, I don't see why it's a big deal, but um the critics are saying it's just like, well, you know, we killed him, you know, 
just it's let's get let's get to the next phase you know let's move on so um i don't know any thoughts any i mean do you guys even care Does no anybody care? I, care. I care i don't even know why we need at this all. movie to begin with need a black <laughs> widow movie is that what you're saying <laughs> i think that's yeah. it yeah black widow's already it's just it's part of that and the whole movie as a whole is just her i mean she, her arc has been on completely now. fleshed out right i mean for the i mean i guess we don't have her origin story but we don't know no, we do we got it in um we got it in ultron yeah i mean yeah. she described yeah you're right yeah yeah you're right i we saw flashbacks when when scarlet witch gave her the vision oh yeah yep not vision but a vision <laughs> right yeah and they, and they talk about it right and she gives her history and everything else you're right i, I don't know mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what the what else they need to explore with that character i but. mean this flashback can't Take, are they going to have her like a younger? Obviously, she can't. She, play but she didn't too know young. Tony Stark then. It has to be between Iron Man two and Endgame. You think that's the setting? I mean, what do you, what do you honestly? I, I don't know. I've not heard really anything about the time. Let's call frame. this what it is. They missed their opportunity to do it earlier, know, and right. now they're backpedaling. Right. Yep. No, I agree. That's exactly I, what yeah. they're doing here. Or either that, or they're setting something up that. They need a, a beginning point that happened sometime in the past for the next phase. I don't. It, I mean, I shouldn't say anything because they we haven't seen anything yet. But um, I, I I don't I don't think they're thinking that far ahead. <laughs> everything yeah, to feels, me just everything feels pretty disjointed. That's my only point. Yeah, it feels to me like it should be on Disney Plus along with WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just, sure. it's past stuff and let's fill it in. It'll be interesting, but. I mean, I like the yeah. character. I love ScarJo in the role. Um, yeah. But I think like you said, I, they, yeah, I mean, it feels like a missed opportunity. I don't know why they wouldn't have done this before. Why wouldn't he have had, I mean, heck, I mean, team her up with Hawkeye. I mean, that, that would have been a good movie, yes. you know, like a, a movie of them, you know, during their time, you know, yeah. prior to the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's the whole movie. Exactly. Oh, so man. just call it Black Widow and Hawkeye colon Budapest. Yeah, sure. I'm in. Seriously. I am in. I don't need Tony Stark to get me. I need that pairing to get me into it. That would be that would be a lot more interesting to me. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. None of this sounds interesting. <laughs> I'm so done with uh just you've been done with you've been done with superhero superhero stuff for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I we're gonna have to do something with this next phase. I, I, I don't know what it is yet. I, it almost feels, it almost feels like we need a breather, and they're not allowing us that breather. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how they can top a villain like Thanos. I mean, he had yeah. the, he had the literal like, do anything glove on his hand, and I don't know how you up that. Right. Right. Are you trying yeah. to say he's an Omega level mutant? Yeah, he's like Omega. <laughs> Plus two, because he's like plus five. Are there any? I mean, have you have you guys <laughs> that are really into this heard any rumors about what the next threat may be? The next I've big heard threat. Rumors that Galactus may show up. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. uh, may because in the I think it was Endgame they made reference that when the stones were used, it, it set off kind of like a beacon on Earth. Um, but who knows? Yeah. Galactus is kind of. He's big and he eats planets, but he's not very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he's not very uh, multifaceted. Thanos is. 
And you can't have him without the Fantastic Four, in my opinion. Well, they can bring them in too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's what, I'm actually more interested in seeing what they do with Fantastic Four to save that train wreck than I am with the rest of the lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. Yeah, at what it. point do they bring them in? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And how do they? How do they introduce X Men? That's still really up in the air. So. <laughs> they mm-hmm. never do that. Yeah, and who will be Johnny Blaze this time? And yeah. then what other role will he get in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> or will he have to go to DC now because they can't? Because it's a shared universe now. Oh, man. This is a whole lot of stuff I wouldn't want to see. I want Captain America back as... Uh, <laughs> as Johnny Blaze, as, as an old Blaze. Johnny Blaze. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> Into the Blazerverse. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Do it. Why not? I guess <laughs> right. I guess the Phoenix Force would be a bigger threat, but it's X Men stuff. Mm, yeah, that's gotta. Yeah, that's gotta to sit for quite a while. It's gonna be interesting how they reintroduce that. And I'll tell you what: if they're gonna bring it into the um, MCU, it feels like they're gonna pull like a big one eighty on everything. It's not gonna be, and I don't know if that's smart or not or what, because a lot of people hold X-Men very close and dear to their heart, even more so than Avengers, I think. So um, I think they need to tread lightly on what they do with rebooting X-Men. Oh, yeah. I think Fox is kind of like sullied their talent. Well, I know they have, but, image. but I mean, so. but there's talk about them. I mean, okay, let's just like lay it out there like Spider-Man. I mean, we pretty much had the same Spider-Man two times in a row, right? So mm-hmm. with Tom Holland, they kind of took, you know, some liberties on the, the Spider-Man mythos and, you know, changed some things up, you know, and, you know, we're just kind of used to that now. You know, we have a different type of Mary Jane. We have a different, you know, Aunt May and, and things like that. So, I, you know, I, I would expect that if they're going to reboot X-Men, that it's going to be that way. They're, we're going to change some things up. But I, like I said, though, I think people hold X-Men near and dear to their heart so i don't know how much liberty they can take with changing characters and you know changing you know (laughs) ethnicities and age and and things that people you know recognize about you know the x-men that they hold dear so it'll be interesting will literally only have one eye (laughs) (laughs) just like in the source material the odyssey Well, for ex- for example, there's and these are just rumors. There's nothing concrete about this, but there's been a rumor about um, casting um, what, Denzel Washington or something as Magneto, and he'd be know, a good Magneto. Sure. Well, you can see <laughs> that it's racial instead of it's a different type of racial thing, right? And and the reason being is because the character of Magneto is his 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 character has traditionally been Jewish was part of the you know, the Holocaust and all that thing. So that would be like a big, big change. I see to me, you could almost yeah. change 100 years, 150 years. Old. Right. No, I, I get it. But, but that, again, that's what people are pointing to that, that are criticizing that. I think it would be easier to change like, like, um, professor X, you know, do something like that with him than it would be with Magneto. Who's got a pretty established, you know, backstory. I don't know. That, that, again, that's the, the criticism I'm hearing. So. What if they start in the 60s and then go a decade each movie after that? 
Uh, all the way up to the the, the present. <laughs> yeah, you know, on the other on the other hand, the other side of the coin is um, the first X Men was so grounded in realism. We loved it for being that and for being fresh, and it sure. kind of led the way for other things, even Dark Knight. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, now we're now we look back on those movies and it's hard to watch them and we're like, well, why didn't they just go all out like the like yeah. the '90s cartoon? Right. If they did that, I think fans would love it. Yeah, I, and I think oh, you yeah. can do your. I, I think you're hitting on something there. I think they could do that now, especially since now we've established, you know, Avengers, you know, where we've got extra galactic, you know, invaders and all that stuff. I mean, the fantastical side of, you know, of what the MCU is now is like would welcome, you know, I guess instead of having Wolverine in a leather jacket and jeans, you know, put him in yellow tights. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, why not like, go all yeah, out? Let's- Yellow and black spandex. <laughs> or do exactly. or do photorealistic CGI and call it live action. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> hung up on that guy's you know, in case you haven't you really <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Be interesting to see, but yeah, Robert Downey and Black Widow. I, Makes sense, but okay. I mean, I see what they're doing. They're trying to get people to go watch the movie. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Star Wars in the news this week boys we got a couple of stories wars? here yeah we no actually we still do some star wars on this podcast believe it or not and, uh, <laughs> we did a whole we episode do. a few, few yeah. episodes back we sure did anyway mm-hmm. marvel star wars in the news this week Aww. there is an era coming to an end and i was pretty <sighs> sad to hear this Eric told me this earlier today and i shed a tear not really but <laughs> You can imagine what it would be like. Uh, the Marvel Star Wars main title is coming to an end in October? No, isn't it? it November. November, okay. Yeah. This is coming up soon with issue, what, 75? Yeah. 75. 75. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised to hear that. I, I thought that they would at least keep that one going. I don't know why. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I don't know why. I, obviously, the comic industry as a whole is struggling severely. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're just not getting the sales that they need to to continue this title, which is sad. It's it's still my favorite, probably. I mean, well, Afra's up there too, but Afra's pretty good. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's it's kind of disappointing. Um, I think yeah, you're right. Comic sales are struggling right now, and these things being at five dollars an issue. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah, insane. ridiculous. Yeah, it's. it's I gotta admit, it's hard. It's hard for me to keep up, man. I can't. So the only do it. the only thing Marvel can do, and this is what they're doing with a lot of things, is keep rebooting things, keep yeah. doing these like super special uh, events that cross over to every time. They did some of this in the past. Obviously. Yeah, right. But it seems, and this may be just be me. It seems like they're doing it a lot more. Uh, and I don't, I don't think Star Wars comics gonna come to an end. I think there's a lot of speculation that it'll, well, I guess next month we'll see the solicits for, for January. Right. So we'll see. Right. Start so, right. Right. It, we so, want it to pick up after Empire now, right? Right. Yeah, well, they've, they've just, this arc that they're in right now is clearly, I mean, it's basically right before the events of Empire, yeah. right? It, so. it's, it's right at the beginning of Empire is when the first 
the, the beginning issue of this arc starts as the probes yeah. are being sent out. So there's obviously a, a limited shelf life before we hit the events in Empire. And you're right. Any more people, even when they go to the, the comic store, if they see issue 57, they're, they're kind of passing it over and looking, I want to start fresh. <laughs> Especially if you see people coming in, right? Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not picking up there, right? So you're right. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised they have gone this this far. Sure, right? Because especially being a Marvel title, Marvel 75. I don't. I didn't even think their numbers went up that high. Honestly, (laughs) they usually at like 30, 36. They're usually rebooting something. Yeah, or or naming it different and coming out with a new number one. It's it's hard to believe because I think con- pretty consistently Star Wars titles have been some of their top sellers, so they've got oh, yeah. they've got to have something in mind here. So yeah, there's no way they're gonna drop this. It's, yeah, keep and then they'll they'll top it off in December with that uh, a one shot it called Empire Ascendant, which is going to be 56 pages long. Wow, which yeah, mm, that's a freaking that's a graphic novel, man. I know. Supposedly it's supposed to. Uh, address some of the events in Afro too. So I'm wondering if that one's coming to an end too. Yeah. I don't no. know if there's been an official announcement. That would make hmm. me really sad if it did. Because I love that company. Yeah, those, I mean, those are have been the two mainstays. Actually, I've been, I have been reading, I wasn't real excited about those, uh, the one-off, you know, the Age of, Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance, but I've been reading yeah. them, and those are pretty good for the most. Some part. of them are. So yeah. <laughs> I haven't got to. I haven't got to the Age of uh, Resistance yet, but I really enjoyed Age of Republic. Those were really well. Written. Yeah, I like the um, Java one. I didn't think I would. I think that's that's my next one. I haven't read it yet. So. Oh, okay. But uh, you gotta let me know what you think. But I've read the Vader, and I've I've read. I think I've read Luke. So I mean. Those are pretty good. They're nice little yeah. one-off stories. The art's generally pretty good, so mm-hmm. um, those were fun. But you know, I guess all good things come to an end there too. But um, so anyway, we'll see. We'll see what they got um, in store. Uh, to, and I've said this before: the comics, in terms of the new canon, the comics have probably been the most consistent in terms of interest for me. Um, yeah. The the novels of I, I've really not hardly started there um you know we don't have any good cartoon right now so you know rebels that was good but you know we're done there and uh, the movies have been kind of hit and miss so again we have good cartoon because you can go back and rewatch rebels that's true that's true you guys inspired me actually (laughs) Uh, that should have been on my diet i'm enjoying it what you're rewatching yeah, I've been rewatching it and my wife's actually watching it with me and she's gotten into it so really yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are real, we. I think we mentioned this a few weeks ago that we did that over uh, a little bit of that over uh, the holiday when we were all mm-hmm. together. And uh, yeah, that's kind of inspired me. I haven't done it. I haven't picked it up on my own yet. But yeah, that's kind of been in the back of my mind to start watching that again because those are those are really good, really good episodes. So. Oh yeah. Um, but like I said, though, the comics have always been at the top in terms of the new canon for me. So I, I hope they got something in mind because I I really do enjoy. One last item here before we move on. Ryan Johnson back in the news this week. That guy again. Yeah. Mr. Up to? Johnson. Um, has he got his knives out this well, time? I, I think that's why he's been in the news a lot is because, yes, he is out promoting his new movie, Knives Out. And of course, when you sit down and you talk to a podcast or an interviewer, 
inevitably Star Wars comes up in the conversation. And yeah, uh, <laughs> got to kick against the goads. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars punch. <laughs> so of course he's been getting those questions about you know how's it coming, what are you doing, blah blah blah. And he's been for the most part pretty vague. But um, there was a, a, a telling moment <laughs> this past week um, uh, where he or it's been a couple weeks by the time this podcast comes out. Um, anyway, um, he was asked directly about you know what updates can you give us, you know timelines, things like that. And basically what he told the interview was straight up, dude, honestly, Lucasfilm has got this whole schedule thing they're working out yet. So I really don't have a lot to tell you right now. So I thought that was interesting. Yes, (laughs) we broke him. (laughs) The funny thing is, is of course the critics are, you know, and I'm a critic, but there's people that are super hypercritical on him and they're just, oh, this is crap and he's lying and this and that and everything else. But I'm like, okay, take a step back for a second. The guy's being interviewed. What is he going to say? I mean, of course he's going to say <laughs> something. He's not going to say, well, I've been fired, or, you know, or, and I don't think that that's happened. I mean, to, honestly, what's officially been announced by Disney at this point is that he had a trilogy. There's been, since they announced his trilogy prior to the release of Last Jedi, they've not retracted that one bit. Um, now, there have been some things where he's been noticeably absent from some reporting and things more recent, but technically speaking, that's still on the table and Disney has not said anything else since then. Um, and then we also have the announcements that came a few months ago about Benioff and Weiss and the three movies that are coming after rise of Skywalker, which are coming in 2022, 24 and 26. So but that's the official stuff that's on the table right now. So I, I mean, again, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Ryan Johnson, but I think in these situations when he's in interviews and being asked about it, what's, what else is he going to say? You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't know, I guess I don't want to say cut him some slack, but you know, I, I don't know what else he would say other than, than these kind of things. So, but I thought this was pretty telling though, that, um, that pretty much, you know, even though he's been saying, Hey, you know, yeah, we're working on it and stuff you know, this past week by him saying that, well, you know, they don't really have a schedule for me. I think that kind of confirms for a lot of people what a lot of us have been suspecting is that uh, at some point they're, you know, they're going to cut him loose. And actually there was a rumor tied to this as well. And I don't know how much to believe this or not, but, um, supposedly I'm sorry. I'm just picturing Harry and the Hendersons, the ending, just go, (laughs) you go, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go on get out make your own movies <laughs> don't be tied down to us you're restricted yeah. living here actually with us. i think that was part of what he was saying was that um that well i might be looking at doing a different movie before we start working on <laughs> good for uh, him should i right yeah, well, Star Wars. Too. yeah well, i mean yeah i mean he should be obviously so i i don't know i mean <laughs> again i'm not a ryan johnson are you fan, saying you should be doing looper too uh, yeah, Looper Two, loop no. even harder, <laughs> loopier, the loopier. Looper Two, loopier. <laughs> no, I just like I said, I I just think that he's he's just saying what he can say, you know, in interviews, and um, I I still have my doubts. I don't think it's going to happen, and I think, I mean, up to this point, he's been pretty emphatic that he's working on it, but um, with these comments, it, it really makes it feel like eh, it's it's pretty up in the air. I don't I don't think he hasn't Disney, heard anything from him in a few weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, the rumor I was referring to um, was that supposedly he has now been approached by Disney and been asked to stop talking about those, the movies <laughs> in his involvement. Oh, no. so, oh, wow. Again, all rumor could be right. just a bunch of trolls out there, you know, messing around. But if there's any truth to that, um, that that's kind of interesting and, and perhaps telling. So, um, but um, yeah, so I don't know. I, it'll be interesting if, if in future interviews, when he's asked about this, what his comments are going forward. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it starts to become no comment, I think it's going to start looking more and more like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I really feel, feel like even though they've announced these three movies that I don't even think Disney really knows what's going on at this point. Oh, no. I, <laughs> yeah, with, the same yeah. All right. With Benny Off and Weiss, you know, supposedly doing three movies and now maybe just doing one. And, and I don't know. I mean, <laughs> any yeah. thoughts? I, you know, I don't know. I think the reporting may be a little all over the place because oh, nobody I, really knows. Yeah. Again, if you just <laughs> sure. look at officially what's come out of, of Disney. At this point, Ryan Johnson has a trilogy. Benny Weiss has a trilogy. And we have three movies scheduled for 2022 to 2026. That's all we've officially been told by Disney. So take it all for what it's worth. I don't know. Maybe they should fill us in already. I guess they're just <laughs> waiting until that, that old episode nine thing. Well, I think, I think that's part of it. They got Mandalorian and episode nine coming out. So they're kind of like, Let's not yeah. do any announcements or anything. I, after honestly, that. if I had to guess, uh, I think they really are interested in seeing how these TV shows do. The so, you know between Obi Wan, we still got Cassie and Andor coming too, and then oh, um, yeah. and the Mandalorian. Um, I think they're interested in seeing how those are received, and and <laughs> hopefully, probably crossing their fingers that maybe that can relieve well, them of some of the pressure. <laughs> I mean, they've had some some good success with with the cartoons, um, and they might they might want to think about putting more investment in the, into the TV shows if they these do well, uh, and scale back the number of movies they're doing for Star Wars. That's uh, probably it's weird because we I, I, I can see both sides of this. You know, the the people that say that oh, we need some breathing room. You know, let's just take some time off from the movies for a while, get people reinterested, you know, but then, you know, then you look at the Marvel model model and they're putting out movie, you know, a movie or two every year. Four a year. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, if you make a good movie, they'll come and see it. So I guess I can yeah. see both sides of that. I, I just don't feel like that they've got the two main problems. I think that they have um, is that, well, the main problem probably is the story group, the supposed story group and, Cody fingers that they've put together. I don't believe it exists. Well, I think it exists, but instead of being Not in really. charge of, of, well, it's a story group in the sense that they're basically just making sure that all the stuff that's happening right now don't step on each other instead so of just being, continuity. Yes. They're just worried about continuity <laughs> as opposed to creating an overarching story like Kevin Feige did with, with MCU. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, they're not doing that with Star Wars. So that to me, that's the big problem is that they didn't have people that came in, cared enough about the you know the franchise to say, okay, this is going to be the next 20 years of or 10 years even of Star Wars, and and we're going to go from point A to point B, and this is how we get there, you know, through these X amount of movies. You know? Yeah. Instead, they took the you know JJ does one and 
Hey, do you want one? How about how about you? Do you want one? Okay, you can have one. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing they're waiting to see is how Rise of Skywalker is received. I sure. think they're waiting to see yes. whether or not they can build on that part of the universe or if it just needs to be completely abandoned. Honestly, I th- I think you're right. I think Rise of Skywalker is going to be a telltale between, okay, did Last Jedi really do damage or not? Because if, if Rise of Skywalker comes and it's a huge hit and everybody loves it, they'll be like, okay, we're good. But if it doesn't, I mean, if it doesn't, I mean, I think there's a real possibility this, this movie doesn't even hit a billion dollars. And if it, if it oh, doesn't, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, I think they're, they're, it's, it's hard to say this cause it's Disney and they've got all the money, but they're almost in panic mode at that point in terms of the movies anyway, you know? Yeah. I prefer the TV shows. You can tell a better story. I know. I believe that right. One. Yeah. Because uh, you need a trilogy to tell a, a single story, whereas TV show you need one season. I have also long. Yeah. yeah, I have more desire to to just sink my teeth into a good TV series right. than than to be like, oh, there's this movie coming out. Yeah, movies, I, I don't especially care. when you, especially with kids and stuff. Yeah, and you have to take out a second mortgage just to go to the movie theater. It's true. Yeah, no joke. It's true. Well, the next, the next, I think the next six months are going to be very interesting. Yes. You know, once we get into the TV series and get past Rise of Skywalker and see how things are at the first of the year. Um, it's going to be awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. Tickets should go on sale next month, right? We'll get a sweet, sweet trailer. Yeah, in an, in the ESPN Monday Night Football halftime show. <laughs> yes. That stuff needs to stop. No, it's oh great. my goodness. No, you don't understand. You got to get on Twitter and just search for the, the hashtag Star Wars or something and watch all the angry people post about how much football they have to watch. <laughs> oh, that is funny. You're right. That's, it's its own sport. Sports it's great. Scene. That's, that's like the highlight of my ticket buying season. <laughs> Watching it. Check it out. Well, boys, that's all I had for news, which means it is now time for the Porkins Bite of the Week. Oh, I, had to do, I had to do both of those. Again. <laughs> again? <laughs> okay, so once again, Porkins Kid did not make it, but I did stop by. And he he gave me the the Pokins bite of the week. Pokins. All right, here we go. I don't know if y'all know this, but that movie Sucker Punch that you guys was talking about in that last week. Yep. Yeah, Sucker Punch. And the lack of reception uh, <laughs> by critic critics and audiences alike, and doctors, <laughs> and everyone <laughs> except Mike and Garrett, Howie, <laughs> and Howie. Howie's a, Howie's a convert. Yep. Except convert. for you guys. Almost drove Jenna Malone to leave acting entirely. <laughs> what? Oh, is that it? That's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Apparently, oh, apparently the uh, the movie was so not well received. She had a great. If you look at the interviews from that time, she she loved the movie. She liked the whole concept. She was excited to be part of it, and then uh, it hit her hard. It hit her pretty hard. So hard that she. Seriously consider leaving acting. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I do. Congratulations, have... Snack Snyder. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Thanks I do that. have to point out 
that <laughs> Sancho Panda, SP, Doctor P and the boys, Sucker Punch. <gasps> I'm just saying. I was born way before that. So same. The same thing. Doctor SP, Doctor Sucker Punch. Damn. I'm glad this came back up though, because I have a theory I forgot to share with you guys. All right, oh, here. Wait, oh. hold on. Okay. Oh. <laughs> play the, what's the uh, tin, tin foil hat music? Oh, the tin foil hat music. Oh, do we have tin foil hat music? I don't. Oh, I don't we know. did have tin foil hat music. I thought we, don't, we had a. We don't have can to. Can we just play the? Do you have the pop vinyl music that I made with <laughs> yeah, the farts? Play that real quick. I, I don't have all the stuff that Corey has. <laughs> he doesn't have the real soundboard. <laughs> He's got the uh, fake soundboard. On the station <laughs> when what is that word? Oh, I got no this. resistance. <laughs> None <laughs> of that noise. That's a classic. <laughs> Those are classics. <laughs> Unlike the show. <laughs> oh. So my theory, my tinfoil hat theory. Yes. Is that uh, Zack Snyder is desperately trying and failing to be Christopher Nolan. <laughs> okay. What? So just, just listen to the years that these were released. So in 2005, Christopher Nolan releases Batman Begins. Yes. Then in 2006, Zack Snyder comes out with 300. Oh. Oh. Well. So like both genre-bending of sort of things, right? Okay. Yeah. So far, so far, so good. That I one had a yeah. 89% audience. That's his highest. 300, by the way. Um, 2008, Dark Knight comes out, arguably one of the best superhero movies ever. Yes. Even because it's basically just a crime drama. Yes. And uh, then 2009, Watchmen came out. So, also trying to be dark and brooding. I I see a pattern. I see a pattern. Here's the real kicker. Okay. 2010, Inception comes out where you have. (laughs) A layer within a layer within a layer. Wait a and you have a man grieving a t- tragic loss of a family member, of a loved one, no. of his wife. No. And then in 2011, Sucker Punch. <laughs> We're all that the same. We're but it doesn't end there. 2000, 2012, oh, The Dark Knight going. Rises. What? 2013. Oh. Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel rising. <laughs> I think I think it burns Zack Snyder up that he pours his heart and soul into these uh, movies that come out a year after these other movies that are doing the same thing but so much better. Because yeah. <laughs> Batman Begins was like Batman Year One, so it, yeah, you know. Anyways, good. yeah, that's my here. That's my theory. Oh man, I agree. I'm just trying to be. You know what? Nolan. I have. I, I'm just going through that. Just makes me realize the downward spiral that Zach, downward spiral <laughs> that Zack Snyder is on, man. Oh no! Yes, unlike Corey, who hates everything, apparently I did enjoy Three Hundred. Now that I forgot that Zach was uh, a part of that, right? I don't. I don't think I like it better than Sucker Punch, but it was okay. It was for what it was. Yeah. And I left. I left out one movie before Three Hundred. Zack Snyder made Dawn of the Dead, which had a seventy-five percent critic oh, rating yeah. and seventy-seven audience. Never, never seen it. But uh, oh, okay. so he started that. at the top of the hill, and well, isn't that most <laughs> directors down here all downhill? Obviously. Well, I, we can probably name a few. Uh, Peter Shyamalan. Jackson, yeah, the guy who made um, District Nine. What's his head? Uh, oh Long my gosh! Camp. Then he made Elysium, Long and camp? then Chappie. Right? If he had made those in reverse, he'd be a great director. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chappie oh, was man. hard to watch. <laughs> anyway, are we moving on to our next thing now? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yay. Let's 
Let's talk ethics legion. <laughs> ethics and <laughs> ethics and morality. And TV show. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you what are you guys about to do to my mind here? Um, uh, well, it. hopefully titillate it, <laughs> shatter it to watch more of the show than blow it, titillate it, yeah. shatter it. Yes. We're gonna tweak on it, tweak it. You know that you know that Bop It game. We're gonna do all of the things on the Bop It game <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Twist it, pull it, pull it, <laughs> shake it. <laughs> okay, so your brain's just gonna be a shake weight when be, we're done. Before you get into this, yes, we're doing FX <laughs> Legion, the original series Legion. Um, I watched, I've, I've not watched this. You guys all have. Mm-hmm. I watched two episodes this, this evening before we came. And my wife watched Golly, them just me. this evening? <laughs> just this evening. <laughs> wow. So I, I appreciate it. I, I, I kind of see where it's going. I'm kind of interested in continuing. Um, but after we were done, my wife looked up at me and she said, do you enjoy this? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not for your wife. I enjoy doing anything with you, darling. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no. Actually, it, it's, 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 uh, it's crazy enough that, yeah, I'm probably going to like it. So, <laughs> Well, it's got some, some pretty good actors in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can watch it for free online. Uh, well, not free, but with a YouTube or a Hulu subscription, you can watch the whole thing, I think, now. If not, at least the first two seasons and the third should be out soon. Um, and the soundtrack and songs are all free on Amazon Prime Music. Oh, wow. Really? That's yeah. Awesome. This so is really one of the things that did stand out to me was the soundtrack was yeah, pretty Yeah, it's incredible. We'll talk more about that in a bit. So I just want you, I wanted everyone to know, first of all, it's it's out there. You you can get it if you have year-long subscriptions to things. <laughs> <laughs> it's free if you pay... Okay, now here's something really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. It's free with it's, the service. It's free with the subscription. <laughs> yeah. If you bought Hulu for something else, then it's free. Oh, there you yeah. go. That's true. It's just a yeah. Perk. If you bought it for Brooklyn like nine nine, like I did, it's free. Nine nine. Nine nine. nine. All right. So here's I wanted to start out with a fascinating detail for you guys, because we all have shows that we hear about that are great and then they never get to finish because they get canceled. Like, um, I mean, we could go back as far as Firefly, but recently the Tick season two came out and Garrick and I loved that. And they just canceled that. Um, The OA is one I hear people bringing up a big stink about. Never seen that one. Never seen it. All right. Well. Sorry, I brought it up. Anyways, here's, here's the interesting thing about Legion. It was always going to be three seasons. Season oh. one premiered with 1.6 million viewers. And it the season finale had about half of that. Oh, you guys didn't they make said, it. They said, oh, well, it's a good show. Let's keep making it. <laughs> season two premiered with 0.7 million. And the finale ended with almost just 300,000 viewers. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not surprised said, by this at all. Right, because of the direction of season two, you mean, or just the show in general? Just the show in general. It's yeah, it doesn't appeal it's to. It's not a for everybody. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, and then, but then, season three premiered at about four, almost four hundred thousand. But the amazing thing about season three, which you know, any exec would tell you should never have been made, was they kept their viewership, and the finale had almost as many viewers as the premiere. Oh, oh So wow. by this point, the diehard fans were the only ones who were still there, and they <laughs> stuck with it. We yes. did. We stuck. And the with finale it. had more viewers than the season two finale. Yeah. So it is done. 
It is. It was yeah. three it, it's seasons. A, it it's a complete. Month. It's a complete product. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Start to, to finish. Mostly somewhat satisfying conclusion to most of the questions it brings up. Some. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. A part of all of some of part of it. But I just love that you had a. I hope Disney doesn't ruin this. But I love that you had a show. A you know a TV. What am I looking for? A station like FX where they would just stick with the stuff because it was good, even if it wasn't getting all the viewers. Well, and that's and that's what's frustrating about some of uh, some of the stuff that's being made now. It's like, well, if it's not going to appeal to a huge white audience, then we don't want to make it. And mm-hmm. this was not going to appeal to a huge white audience. It mm-hmm. never was. And, but it's still really good, for, especially for the people who obviously enjoy it. And they stuck with it and they kept it going. And I really appreciate that. And I think more things should be like that. And I that's honestly think FX, there are, go ahead, go ahead. I was just say, that's what FX began. That's what they excel at. They have, I think they're one of the only networks that allow these, uh, like I, I wouldn't call them art pieces, but like maybe experimental TV shows to be released. Like they do baskets, Fargo. Yeah. I think right. mm. Atlanta's on there. That's very, yeah. that's very experimental. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Legion. So I, um, the horror story one. I don't know. Yeah, American, yeah. American, American horror, horror story. story. American horror story. Yeah, so that, these are all high caliber shows. That's yeah, the thing is, they maybe have don't great... have as much viewers as like uh, any other like cable network would have. Mm-hmm. They they still do them because they know they're putting out quality products. Yeah, and they're all like high production value for what they're what they're going for. <laughs> like baskets. It's hard to say that's high co- production quality, but it is. Right. So since we're saying that this is a show that a lot of people wouldn't get into, I feel like there are plenty who would get into if they would just give it a chance and they just don't even actually know what's out there. Um, But how would you describe the show to someone who's never seen it and knows nothing about the main character or his ties to the X-Men universe? Oh, man. That's the problem. I have a hard time with with (laughs) stuff like this to be like, here's what it is and I recommend it to you. Because it's hard to do that with this show because you're like, well, one, I don't know, unless I know what they really like, Mm -hmm. because it is kind of, it's very experimental in a lot of ways. They're trying to show different concepts in very interesting, different ways. Uh, And it's really kind of, you like that first season, you're like, what in the world is going on? I'm on this ride and I'm enjoying it, but I don't know what's going on. Mike, what did you think in episode one when they started Bollywood dancing to a French song? <laughs> I'm not uh, joking, listeners. This happened. Yeah. And it was awesome. I, it was pretty awesome. I, I Man, I didn't know what to think. My mind, I, I was just trying to keep up at that point, man. Seriously. Well, you know, yeah. I kind of look at it like baby metal. Where you're yeah, like, maybe. I don't know. I, sh- should I be? Enjo- I'm enjoying this. Should 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 I be enjoying this? Um, <laughs> I, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm I'm just going to give in, and I love it. So I mean, that's kind of how I, I. Well, and I'm that way. I like weird stuff that makes me think, makes me like really pay attention. You know, yeah. it's not one of those mm-hmm. shows that you just put on and, and it plays in the background. It's like no, 
you got to have a commitment. You yeah. got to be awake and you got to be watching. And yes. Really paying you have attention. have to be awake. Yeah. I've tried to watch this when I've been tired, like late at night. Right. And I, I stop it and go to, right. because I fall asleep because if my mind's not in the place where I can actually pay attention, I, I'm just going to zone out. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not an X-Men film. It's not got wall to wall action. Right. Uh-uh. Right. It's very no, cerebral in a lot of it. Very, well, cerebral. very cerebral. The whole thing. Yeah, it's all cerebral. <laughs> not cerebro, just not cerebral. cerebral. Yeah, we'll but clarify. Cerebral. I mean, yeah, it's, well, it is kind of cerebro. Up, season three. Huh? I mean, it's real. It's almost like a puzzle. Uh, I mean, you're trying to piece everything mm-hmm. together the whole time, you know. And it's fun. I like I said, I've only watched two episodes. I watched that, that first episode, and I watched uh, one in season two that was recommended to me. Yeah, season two, episode six, which it doesn't spoil anybody to say something happens that's really climactic and traumatic in episode five of season two. And you're like, what's he going to do? And then seasons and then episode six is the main character, what his life would be like in a bunch of different alternate realities if different people had made different choices with his life right yeah, that's, up that to that amazing. point and you see but you see the actor portray these all these an different old man on a film a meth addict um a, a business executive the billionaire and was great you buy into all of it <laughs> yeah. and you're just like dan stevens you are a tour de force how did he not win an award for that episode yeah yeah and there's a well, orange homage in there too dan steven also well known for downton abbey as yeah. well Mm-hmm. Oh, he's on there. And he was Beast. Not in X-Men, but in Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, yes. <laughs> Wait, which one? He was the Beauty. Yes. Aubrey Plaza. He wore mocap and they turned him into Emma Watson. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, because the singing voice would have been better. <laughs> that's that's true. That's, that's, that's very true, actually. Oh, it wouldn't have to be auto-tuned to death. Okay, um, Garrick, you didn't say yet. How would you describe it to someone who's never seen it? Um, I would ask them how they feel about uh, dance battles, and if yeah. they're a fan of dance battles, I it's a, recommend this, this show. This is a must. Yeah, if you're a fan dance of dance battles, battles. and uh, every other episode, every third episode, maybe. It's like there's something for everyone, but because yeah. of that, there's so much that's not for a lot of people. <laughs> I, I will say I had a lot of trouble getting into it originally. I think you had to push me like, no, no. Keep yeah, I told you to watch like two or three more episodes yeah. and it so really the, got the, the plot episode, going. I'm like, what is this? I have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel small and dumb. But uh, I kept watching and I'm like, okay, this is, this is pretty good. And then after that first season, I'm like, when's season two coming? Yeah. Yeah. Now? Now? Exactly. So let me, let me ask you this. I mean, is this, when they say it's an original series, I mean, is this somebody made up something brand new in the X-Men universe or is this based on a character that pre-exists? It's, it's based on a character that pre-exists. We'll, we'll get into that because in a, yeah, okay. The next talking point is what are the differences gotcha. uh, between the comic and the show. All right. But um, but I just have one other thing to say, and that's that um, a part of the reason there was a big drop off in season two is because each season also has its own feel to it. Yes. Yeah. And I would say I would describe season one. I had a lot of time to think about this. So I did. And I've watched all three seasons twice. And I was on the Reddit every night after it was over. <laughs> like, looking at theories. Just- 
What does I it just mean? I loved it so much. Anyways, I would describe season one as like a psych ward thriller horror romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, so if you like any of those, <laughs> um, I that would describe felt, season that felt like that felt like episode one, everything you said right there. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, the horror wasn't intentional. And, and, uh, and oh, they oh, actually you're talking about maybe a little bit <laughs> that you're thinking of attack of the clones. I was going to say, oh, no, there, was, there was definitely horror in this with a girl who was impaled in a wall. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or half of her was on one side and half right. on the other. That was yeah, awesome. Um, I would describe season two as a reality bending dissertation on social disorders of mass hysteria and cyberbullying. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Seriously, like John Hamm does these expositions that are separate from the show itself, where that he's just explaining he things that we Sucker do. And, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Anyways. Um, yeah, he was in Sucker Punch. Yeah. Season two. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's very interesting. And he's also in Baby Driver, which is amazing. And his role in that is killer. Okay, season three (laughs) is like a bad break. One of those movies about bad breakups meets Yellow Submarine meets Time Bandits meets a kick buck. But uh, Charles Xavier origin story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So season three, man, I don't know. It might be my favorite, but season one is yeah, that's the thing. Season is, one was yeah. By, by far for me, season two was the the weakest of the three, um, and I have a hard time saying season three is better than season one because I got so into this because of season one, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, so that's what really hooked me, and they just did some really interesting things. Aubrey Plaza is just amazing in this. Well, yeah, see, her character is more interesting in the first season than the other two. It, it, right. And uh, and that that's very true. Uh, and this... Mm, yeah, it's great stuff. I... <laughs> Alright, so let's, uh, let's talk about the comic real quick. So uh, I'm going to talk specifically about the uh, Steve Spurrier... Not Steve Spurrier. Isn't that a coach? Yes. You need to coach the Orlando or Apollos <laughs> or Spurrier? Yeah. Orlando or Yes, that's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> Simon Spurrier. Um, he was writing. He's, is he currently writing Dr. Afro? He wrote some yes. with uh, Kerry Gillian and he's, he started with issue yeah, 14. Yeah. So anyways, he's, he's dipped his pen into Star Wars a little bit, but he did this run of, um, David Holler, who is called Legion, and he's the son of Charles Xavier. He's a powerful mutant who has, like, in the comic, he has multiple personalities. And Uh, in his mind, there's an astral plane, like, prison. And all these other personalities, like, they look like different types of beasts. And some of them look like human and some don't. And each one of them has a different mutant power. And if he can get control of them and, like, inject them with this syringe thing on his hand... I'm trying to keep your interest here. <laughs> then he can use that mutant ability at that time. So he's got a billion mutant, like 400 something mutant abilities that he can harness. That's different than a billion. But he, yes. Okay. A little bit, but he has to, I mean, it's Legion, who knows, but he has to track them down and catch them. So there's this fight going on inside his raging inside his own mind while at the same time trying to deal with whatever is happening in the real world. 
That's However, if one of those personalities catches him by surprise and bites into him in his mind, they take control of his physical body. Oh, that's and, interesting. And so you don't, you never know if another personality is going to pop out. So this astral plane thing is like a, it's a metaphor for, for multiple personality disorder where you never know who's going to be in control or what their abilities will be. Mm, and yeah. And the, uh, the, the comic, the main, the main climax and the main conflict is that David has to figure out how to keep himself from eventually destroying all of mutant kind. I'm glad I haven't actually didn't read the comic before watching this show. Yeah, because you might be disappointed because it's so different. Read it now because you'll appreciate it for what it is. It's so good. Um, I think in the comics, he was also responsible for the Age of Apocalypse too. Yeah, yeah. He's responsible for a lot of crap. Yeah, (laughs) I believe that. It's like we need a super powerful mutant who can really mess stuff up. Yeah, but he's yeah. not inherently bad. No, not at all. But any of those personalities inside of him could be right. And and he is kind of I don't know chaotic neutral. Yeah, yeah. That's how I describe yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so the TV show goes in a different direction in a couple ways. One is that it's an alternate universe uh, from the X Men universe, but you can. But you can tell that there's a relationship because mutants exist in this universe in the show. Right. Uh, and his illness, it's like um, all these different personalities, they're not like different creatures or different actors. They're all portrayed by Dan Stevens. And you never get to see one for very long. Like you kind of get attached to one and then you never see it again. And it just kind of shows his instability. Yeah. And um, every, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying, that's part of the, I, I don't know how to describe the show, but it's very, not madcap, but it's very, it makes you feel crazy yourself when you're yeah, watching Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you're saying, he, he gets attached to one and then he never sees them. But watching the show, you're just like, am I crazy now? <laughs> and and every and it in my theory they don't actually explain this but there's enough there for me to for me to think this is true and this isn't really a spoiler but every time there's like a major crisis i feel like he creates a new version of himself inside his mind to talk to to figure out what to do because he feels so isolated mm-hmm. yeah and the first one we see is his rational self, where Dan <laughs> Stevens speaks with his regular British accent. <laughs> that one's great. And he even says, "Like, why are you speaking? Why do you speak British?" And he's like, "I'm your rational self." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the accent makes him sound more rational. More rational. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, Which is great. And and in season two, there's there's a couple scenes where he's talking to two different versions of himself. And if you have the subtitles on, there's a realistic version of himself yes. that's trying to convince him that he's mentally ill. And that character is spelled D-I-V-A-D. <laughs> Divad. Divad, yeah. And there's another character who clearly has a God complex and his name is spelled D-V-D, all caps with no vowels, just like <laughs> Yahweh in the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
that's amazing. It's it's crazy stuff like that. It's yeah, just, like you'd have to watch it in the subtitles to get that joke. Yeah, it's so weird that that's 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 there that they you know plan that into it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then there's like I think there's an homage to the comics because in the comics he has a Scottish accent, and in season three, for one scene, there's a version of himself speaking with a Scottish accent, and I'm like, come on, hang out for longer, <laughs> but they don't, <laughs> and you never see well, them I again. I mean, I think that's another thing I appreciate it about it is you do get those little things. You're like, Oh, that's so great. But they don't linger. They don't yeah. overdo it. And, right. and there's always yeah. something new and amazing around the next corner. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other cool thing about this, Mike, you were saying, you know, are the characters the same? Right. Besides, besides David and his dad, Charles Xavier, who's mentioned in the first season and you see like his wheelchair. <laughs> so okay. it's like, and you see like a chalk drawing of him. I'm, anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> besides him and the main antagonist, who I don't want to spoil at this point, um, most of the characters have never been in any comic. And also their mutant powers are not the type of powers I've ever seen in a comic. And it creates some really awesome visuals. Mm-hmm. So there's like the girl, Sid, who you saw in, in episode one, who if she touches somebody else, she, they switch bodies. consciousness. Yeah with each other but when her power wears out their consciences don't switch back their bodies switch (laughs) so really so my conscience if my conscience went into you know if i touched garrett and my conscience went into his brain and then in his body i walked up upstairs whenever the power wore off i would still be upstairs i would just have my own body back that that information makes that episode makes a lot worse because <laughs> that's not what you expect to happen nope, not at all right that's not yeah. what i would have thought well, and that's why it's such a i kept expecting when mess. he's sitting there in that in that chair and they're questioning him that that was the girl i kept i'm like oh that's her. yeah no it's it's not I, her I, yeah I he just now. got his own he got his own body back which right. is not how you're like that's not how that power works that doesn't make sense. i mean logistically how does the consciousness go and then these two bodies like swap like First, it's just Freaky Friday, but then they're like teleporting. So, yeah, it's the that brings up a effect. really interesting issue in the second season, too. Oh, yeah. I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Um, there's a there's a guy who his ability is he can go inside your memories and take you in there with them. And you can stand inside your own memory and look at it kind of like Tony Stark's tech in um which was in civil war right you know how he did that but but really we're all inside your mind sifting through your memories to try and find clues to how you got to be who you are yeah and that that he also it's not his mean power but he has like a perfect memory himself so he yeah photographic memory yeah when he was before he was born he remembers being born yeah this all gets twisted on him later in the first season yeah, and, and he, he if there's a traumatic event in his life, he yeah. can always see that event in living memory. Yeah. Like his mother dying. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he has, like, he, he, like, they were talking about, well, he's, like, how'd your mother die? And he's giving these, like, exact details. Oh, it was on this date. Uh, this was playing on This the, is what she was radio. wearing. This is what she's wearing. She was making yeah. It's like, wow, I can imagine. That's the terrible 
not, I guess, I don't know if that's part of the power he has, but that's a, like a gift and a curse right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my favorites, um, there's a character called Carrie Loudermilk, played by the great <laughs> Bill Irwin. Wait, which Most people one? know him as Mr. Noodle. <laughs> or as who was that one guy with Robin Williams and Bobby McFerrin in the Don't Worry Be Happy music video? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Professional clown and and you know worldwide esteemed almost for for his craft. So his ability is that inside of him there is another person who can come out and it's a girl and her name is also Carrie but it's spelled with a K. And he's like the scientist who can invent stuff. And she's like the martial arts expert, but she's so much younger than him because he, she was with him when he was young, but she only ages when she's outside of his body. Right. Yeah. That's Does it. that help you more, Mike? Steve's <laughs> <laughs> already driving Mike. Oh, he hasn't even seen Great. the other carry yet. I don't no. think. No, probably he not. Yeah. seen the other carry. Yeah. So you'll see yeah, them blend together and, spread apart and they've just their relationship is so touching i love yeah their relationship but because it's when you first see it, you're like oh this is kind of creepy there's this old guy and this young girl and they're like mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. going on and of course you're trying to figure out what's going on but then as the as they develop you know the characters you're like wow this is very heartwarming and touching and you know, emotional at times because yeah, they share yeah. each other's pain too. Yeah. They, there's yeah, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing they don't know about each other and nothing they can't feel that the other one can't feel. So it, or I don't know if I said that right, but I think I got the point. Yeah, across. It's, yeah. It's fascinating because it's a level of human intimacy that I think we all might crave, but could never have. Right. It, but you see it and it's just like, wow. Yeah. And, and they, and <laughs> they, they don't want to live without the other person. There's, mm-hmm. You know, they have to have I don't that think other. They person. can. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Physically. It's it's un, it's it's unclear what will happen if what would happen if one died. Um, yeah, and and it's also really cool that if one of them is injured, they can fuse together, and the other one takes their injuries into their body, and then Carrie, the martial arts expert, can come back out and be healed. Yeah. and the other Carrie literally bore her wounds. Yeah. That was like he does that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah poor guy. <laughs> he's like always his face, and he's is like a comforting him. father. It's just so touching. Yeah. yeah, he's a great that. That's he's probably up there on like one of my favorite actors. They're all really good actors. But yeah, he's up there because he's he does this like gentle, almost uh, I guess eccentric scientist really well. So so the, those powers are cool, but then also we hinted at the way that they portray. Um, psychic battles taking place battles on the astral plane tell you know telepathic battles um let's just go through some of the the ones there's one where these two guys are standing there and there's animations above them that are fighting each other oh yeah it was it was the very um madam men versus uh merlin and sort of yeah i was like yeah it's like the wizard <laughs> duel and sort of stone <laughs> they're trying to outdo each other by turns or was no that was a different well, they, yeah. they did it twice, really. It does yeah. it in the animation. And there's one where they're standing, they're standing in like a, it's all black around them and they're in a wrestling ring. Yeah, exactly. And then one of them cha- turns into a tank and the other one turns into smoke. And you're just like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so we already said there's a, there's a dance battle yeah. to show a, a psychic fight taking place. 
there's a rap battle. And oh, if you ever wondered, wouldn't it be cool if a rap battle had the hip hopopotamus from from uh, Flight of the Concords? It does. Yes. Jermaine <laughs> yeah. Clement is in this show and he has a rap battle with the guy who, who claims to be the Big Bad Wolf. So the hip hopopotamus <laughs> and the Big Bad Wolf have a rap battle. <laughs> I'm one of that. I can't. I can't pick out a single character that I say, okay, they're a clear winner for me in this. Cause mm -hmm. every time we talk about somebody, I'm like, man, I want to see, I wanted to see more of them. Yeah. Clement kills yeah. it. He's so yeah, good. He's really good. He's so good as himself. He's so good when he's a possessed villain. He's just awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like, um, I think I think the reason some people drop off the show in season two is because you start getting a catch attached to these people and you're used to thinking of mutants as straight up heroes or villains. Yeah. But this is just a mess. This is yeah. Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's all great. <laughs> this is most dark, of the characters on the show are messed up because if mutants existed in real life, wouldn't they be messed up? They would be um, like, like Sid says, you know, who teaches you to be normal when you're one of a kind? I think, I think that the unwritten storyline here is, yeah, Professor X probably had, I, I, he has this, you know, student for gifted people, but there's going to be mutants who don't fit that mold. So mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Up, and then that's the section, the section nine. What is this? Um, you're thinking of of Summerland. Yeah, Summerland. So they that was basically a Professor X school for broken mutants. Um, they they literally have a room to repair someone's like psyche um, there with the platonomy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like the darker underbelly of like Charles, and and this becomes more clear in season three. Like Charles Xavier, kind of. He's not the best person, I guess, sometimes. Because he uh will let these people fall through the cracks because maybe they don't they don't want to abide by his X Men rules or he doesn't think they could. That's just I, I mean that might be reading too much into it. No, I like it. I like it. Um so I guess from here if before we get into spoilers, still trying to sell this a little bit more. You say you wanna see more of each person, um what stood out to you about their performances? Let's start with Aubrey Plaza because we haven't really talked about her much yet. <laughs> she, oh man, I'm trying to think of the right words to say because her relationship with David is toxic. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but they <laughs> absolutely love. I mean, David loves to hang out with Aubrey or uh, um, Lenny. Lenny, yeah, thank you. I was like, ah, I, can't, I can't think of the name. Uh, and Aubrey Plaza just plays kind of that psychotic friend that gets you to do things that you know you shouldn't do, but she's going to get you to do them anyways because you just <laughs> want to hang out with them so much. Yeah, because at the same time, you get to just be yourself around them. You're not yeah. hiding any There's part no of yourself. She has no expectations that you're going to be a certain way. You're just going to be you and she's going to be her. And, and you know, that's kind of cool. But then she gets you to do some terrible things sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I, she I just plays it. that role perfectly. I like that. So I've, I was reading up on her character, and that, that character was originally supposed to be like a middle-aged dude named Lynn. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that she can't, I, I don't know, like Noah, or she auditioned, or she was talking to Noah about it. And so he cast her as uh, Lenny and just didn't change any of the lines. So she's right. basically, she talks like a middle-aged, like disgusting middle-aged. Yes. Which is so weird coming from like, I think the April only thing. Is, yeah, April <laughs> yeah. Lightgate. Like, uh, yeah, she was dark and morose, but she was really, she's just really didn't say much. Um, but in this, she's just like talking like this, like the worst, disgusting, like, old man yeah. thing, old man gross stuff it was and, and it and it was like oh man this is and she's delivering every line for <laughs> oh yeah she's like, all in just for ma- maximum like ick factor like mm-hmm. oh yeah this is she she was great in that yeah i mean and then she reaches a point where she becomes the vessel for the main antagonist and she, right. she's just phenomenal like as a completely different just pure sadistic evil force of nature right yeah yeah. she's one of my favorites (laughs) i I, i'll be honest i was completely floored with how good her acting range was how well she did all these i mean this it's really easy to come off as cheesy or tacky trying to do the things she did and say the things she did and everything that she does you believe everything that she's saying and you just, you feel it you're like oh man that gives me the creeps or whatever whatever it is <laughs> yeah there's no doubting um, it yeah anything else you want to say about dan stevens is david holler or we already gushed on him for season two episode six could've, he could have used taller hair <laughs> to play Legion. Like so. the comic. <laughs> People like be like, is this, is this about kid and play? What yeah. is this? Well, That's I think another this, difference between the comic and the I think this shows, uh, we might be saying this about a lot of people, but this really shows his acting range too, because he's not playing the same, the same person all the time. He's, no, yeah. He's definitely changing as, as, you know, progresses and um yeah he plays psychotic really well someone who's should be in a psych ward you're like what's going on yeah he has those dead eyes they're really creepy creepy dead like uh, i don't know crazy eyes i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know what to call him but like you just look at him you're like oh yeah that that dude's crazy (laughs) but he does that look really well yeah, and that's part of the fun of watching it. Like because he's crazy and he's an unreliable narrator. There's sometimes things happen and you just you never get an explanation for them. Like in the first episode, there's a part where uh, Sidney Barrett, his love interest, comes into the room, and you see the door open, but you don't see her feet on the floor. But then the pan- camera pans up and she's right next to the bed, and you're like, huh. <laughs> and there were people who for two and a half seasons were convinced that she was just a figment of, of, of his imagination, a, oh, yeah. a consciousness that he had uh, created. That, that was a back and forth in my mind. Every episode, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Is this just him struggling with self-love? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of her, though? Sid, uh, Sidney Barrett, Rachel Keller, the actress who played her. 
Who you talk? Who are you asking? Both Eric? of you. you. Oh, um, I thought she was great. She had this, like, uh, she's very. They're all very broken people. Right? Mm-hmm. But she had this role, this like strong uh, vulnerability about her. It's, it's hard to describe. But she obviously didn't like people touching her because you know her power actually. <laughs> You'll swap consciousnesses and then <laughs> yeah. bodies. Yeah. So. Uh, she, uh, I mean, she's her character art is probably the best throughout the series. I think throughout the, I mean, throughout the, well, yeah, the entire series. Um, it is she, fascinating. She yeah. grows the most, I think. Like mm-hmm. David goes up and down a lot, but she really goes from this like timid, um, like broken person to she kind of finds her strength and becomes the leader near the end, which I, I love that. And every, yeah, she just, she pulls it off. She yeah. At one point, really well, <laughs> at one point she wakes up from something and she looks like a completely different person. And then she takes this ribbon and puts it behind her hair and like ties her hair back. It just made me think of Violet, uh, Baudelaire. <laughs> Baudelaire. <laughs> and something. even, even in the Reddit chat, people were like, is she about to invent something? <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah. Um, hmm, it's just it's hard to. Um, so season three, we get to see a little a little bit of Professor X, played by Harry Lloyd. Now, I haven't seen any of Game of Thrones. What's he like in that? Terrible. He's he's the worst. Really? I mean, his character is the worst. His acting's great, uh-huh. but his his character is he's a he's a air. Uh, he was an heir to the throne, but yet his family got overthrown. So he was, he's in exile. And he's got, he's like that typical whiny prince. That, oh, the throne is mine. I got to get an army. Ah, he's just like, mm-hmm. like a, just the worst person you can think of. And then going to Professor X, like that is a huge turn here, right? A huge 360 form right there. Going from that to Professor X, who's all prim and proper and nice to people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought he did great in both of them, actually. Legion, especially. I thought he's a, almost as good as Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy. I think he's up there. I, I think you could easily place him up there with him. Yeah, which, considering how small his role, that's saying a lot. Mm hmm. What do you think, Howie? I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of who he was in Game of Thrones. He was Daenerys' brother in season one. The very remember oh, he's the yeah. one that got the gold poured on his head. Who makes yeah. a week? <laughs> yeah, Viserion. Uh, Vis- talk Game of Thrones all night. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Uh, I I don't have a whole lot more to say other than uh, from what you guys said because yeah, he didn't have a very big role in this. Um especially you know most of it was towards the end uh but yeah I, he played the role that he was meant to, to play here and, and it played it out perfectly i think it there's nothing that he did that i thought was was wrong and, and it's very believable to me yeah didn't have any dance battles yeah well that was probably the lowest mark i'd have to give <laughs> yeah didn't have any dance battles 
He did pull a light bullet out of his ear, a psychic bullet, and put it into a real gun. Yeah, yeah he that, did do that. That was cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. At first I thought they were just taking memories to put in their pensieve. Well, <laughs> about to get real. Yeah, when... Yeah, I don't want to say what I was going to say. It's give well, I, I feel like, oh, let's go ahead and say we're talking spoilers from here on out. If that was enough to get you hooked, stop listening to this. Watch all of that. <laughs> And then Watch maybe come back or maybe don't. Who cares? Um, but I think you'll I think most of the people who like this podcast will enjoy watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So what were you going to say, Howie? Um, Spoiler time. Yeah, I was, I was going to talk about that towards the end when uh, he finally uh, David finally meets up with his father in the past. Um, just that the whole interaction between those two. He got me thinking about it when you're talking about pulling the light bullet out of his out of his head. Uh, he actually <laughs> helps his father learn more about his ability, his abilities, and just that he kind of just you know, makes you kind of wonder, makes you think because the whole time don't travel it. thing, don't right. it? <laughs> Uh, you know, is now, he actually his own grandfather, like Fry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just I found that quite interesting. Yeah, I agree. I but I also like Professor X, like the way he's portrayed here, he's he's a fish out of water. Yes. But he's also so calm Absolutely. and rational. He's yeah. like a breath of fresh air because he's the only one with a moral compass on this entire show besides <laughs> older Carrie. And you're just like, finally, yeah. somebody who knows right and wrong. Right. And 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 their power doesn't dilute that for them, which is a which is kind of the theme of the whole show. Although yeah, which is Netflix like, great because he knows he's a he's going to do a great wrong because he's abandoned David and he can't cope with that. And that just uh, it plays more to how centered this guy is. Yeah, and uh it, it kind of uh, the comment you made a little bit earlier about uh Garrick about uh um how maybe Professor X isn't that, you know, as perfect as we would kind of like them to think about him. Um, Cause I mean, he, he totally says, okay, this guy is so far gone. I'm not even going to, he did, he did a, a, a Luke Skywalker and <laughs> last Jedi thing. He's like, I'm, I'm going to, this guy's bad news. He's not worth, mm-hmm. not even worth my time instead of actually trying to, maybe try to help him out but of course obviously that had been futile but yeah and and you and i think it it comes full circle because in his backstory he helped uh his future wife get out of this depression because she'd been in uh, i guess a concentration camp or something Mm -hmm. and so he helped mend her mind back together and then she died and i think that kind of broke him at that point and that's at the point where he abandoned David and then all these people like David started slipping through the cracks. I love the, the, the kind of symmetry. there. Right. See, no, I think, I think that's one interpretation. (laughs) (laughs) I love the show, but another one is that the first time he encounters the shadow King, you remember he calls and he's like, I should have never come here. I just dealt with like the most evil thing ever. Yes. I think that changed Professor Professor X into being a crusader 
who who felt like it was upon him to stop anyone who was like that. So because he doesn't become a teacher because of it. And the reason they give up David is because he doesn't have time for him. And in, you know, because what he says when he comes back at the end is he turns to his wife and he says, no more trips. Yep. I'm just going to I'm going to stay here. And I've always thought about being a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, origin story. What? <laughs> and now he's the Professor X we know and love instead Yay. of instead of the Crusader. So it, like it it changed him into the reality that we now know from the comics, which is so cool. That is cool. So I, I kind of want to talk about uh, go back to season one and get Mike up to speed a little bit uh, about the main antagonist and why why he was in the, you know, asylum or the psych ward. Um, So I don't know. I didn't know if that was one of your talking points. No, I left it out intentionally. So go ahead. We're We're just free, free talk here. So you're obviously starting out and he's getting the psych, uh, psych ward and you're like, okay, why is he insane? Um, it, It comes down to the fact that, He's got someone living in his brain. A parasite. <laughs> a parasite, if you will. Okay. Um, and it's uh it's the Shadow King. It's Farouk, the Shadow King. He's uh um uh, pretty pretty nasty dude that really was put there because he hates Professor X. And he wants revenge and on he him. Wants, so he um I'm trying to remember this, the series of events. He did Professor X? They did battle. exiled him from yeah, his own body. Yeah, yeah, exiled him from his own body. He became like like Vapormort Snake uh, yeah. Voldemort when he's a vapor. <laughs> yeah. So okay, then he so is this so why, then he found his son and then implanted. Is him. this why he morphs back and forth between the insane asylum and wherever the heck he's at? Like, there's one part where she's pulling him out of the pool, and he mm-hmm. keeps he keeps going back and forth to like she's picking him up off the floor in the insane asylum. And then, then she's also pulling mm-hmm. him out of the pool at the same time. No, that's that's just uh, unchronological storytelling. Telling, along oh, with right. there are a few times where, from a distance, that other mutant is making David go back into his memories. So you've got to figure all of that out. Which <laughs> each scene, which one is happening? Right. So yeah, that definitely will make <laughs> right. more sense as you watch. <laughs> through yeah. season one yeah um, it makes total sense if you see it a second time after finishing season one yeah so it's it's it's, it's just an interesting thing that how uh, here this this guy is put himself into david's brain and and for all intents and purposes he's going insane but he, he's right. actually one of the the most powerful mutants ever Right. Um, and on the one hand, yeah. he has his dad's telepathic ability plus reality warping abilities. And on the other hand, his mom was schizophrenic. Yes. Oh. So what happens if you have a mutant so that that's powerful that. right. and the, they have a mental illness? It's just like Professor X and Logan. Right. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. So that just... <laughs> So All the Shadow King sense. becomes is the antagonist of the whole. Yeah, I was but, a little surprised, kind of like going through the Potter stories for the first time. It's like, oh, he's the villain the whole way through. Yeah, but what's interesting but is he's not the only villain. 
Yeah, that's true. And and at one point it, it kind of turns and 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 David himself is perceived as as the antagonist. Uh which yeah. which is a neat little uh neat and, little thing. And it had the Reddit thread going berserk because <laughs> a lot of people were like well, clearly this trial that there's witch hunt trial that they're having for David, everything in the show has taught us these people are delusional and they're lashing out against him. And the whole episode has conditioned you to think that way. And then you get into season three and you're like, oh, no, he's he's done, lost his mind. <laughs> they were doing the right thing. And I was delusional in thinking he was still OK. No, Haley, you are a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh, man, it, I, I don't know what more to say because it's like there's so no, many things to talk us, about. We don't want to talk about the Shadow King's growth because that's just mind blowing and amazing. Yeah, um, and there's so many other things you could talk about, but there's like, what do you pick? Yeah. And and yeah. you'd have to retell the whole move or whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we can't just. That's something. Whenever uh, so. My wife agreed that when I finished my dissertation, I could fly up and hang with you guys and record live. Yeah. So um, that we can have that conversation then. We'll just, I'll just have a little notepad for every episode. This is what happened in this one. What do you think about that? There I go back and rewatch all these. Yeah. Oh well, no, I'm I'm I've already planned that that's what's going to happen, but it might actually happen sooner than later. Yeah. You remember when David Hollow played Rainbow Connection on a banjo while a giant paper mache baby Hitler was in his bathroom? <laughs> Oh, what did you guys think about like when when he's first confronting the Shadow King at the end of epi- uh, season one? Like they're in the house. Uh, well, it was not the first time he confronted him, but like the the main like climax of the season where he's chasing him around his house. You know. What so I'm you mean about? like when he's in in the when he's still kind of in the prison and he's trying to escape? Yes. And like he keeps going through different rooms, and sometimes it's his psych eval, sometimes it's his home, sometimes it's division three. Uh, yeah, I guess more I'm thinking about is the specifically when they're everybody's in his house. Oh, that was the I feel like that's the pinnacle of the whole show, and it suffers because it never reaches that point again, right? Because the terror of season one gives it an added element of danger that you never get again. I'm, yeah, there were moments I'm like legitimately just like creeped out, and it, <laughs> and and it's more than just suspense, it's like, oh, this is like really creepy mind stuff, and it, it's great. <laughs> Even before that, though, even when they're just going through his memories, like yes. there's this yeah. scene where like you see his parents, but they have no face <laughs> and you're like, what? Yes. and then and then the angriest boy in the world like starts crawling oh, through the yes. air ducts after oh, Sid and baby so and, and boy David. And like, how do you like the emotions of Sid who's in love with David meeting a boy, David, and just hugging him? And you're just like, I'm feeling all these emotions that are just so it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah that's that, what makes it, that's what makes the show so great. Is it? Yeah. It does make you feel all these different emotions. And cause, cause you never think you never stop and think, what if I could right now meet my wife as a six year old? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I would just hug her in the most innocent way and just be like, I love you. You know, (laughs) why am I thinking this? (laughs) So weird. It is weird. Uh, Well, Uh, is is there any any, uh, parting last words that we need to talk about Legion before we watch it, man? You got to watch it to understand any of this. Or maybe if you watch it, maybe you won't. Hopefully, hopefully our excitement about it has gotten you excited about it. Yeah. And if you like psychological horrors, at least watch season one, because we were saying this earlier, Mr. Robot might be my favorite TV show ever. But season one of Legion is my favorite season of TV ever. Not just superhero TV, but any TV. It's great. I love it so much. I have the Blu-ray. I've watched it probably three times now. It's so good. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to get watch it again because it's that good. It's not too many shows that I'm like, oh, I want to watch it again. This is one. Yeah, and and trust me, after the reveal about uh, the Shadow King at the end of season three, it makes it worth watching all over again. Yeah. Really. So. Awesome. <sighs> well, Garrick, are I feel you like gonna... a weight has been lifted? <laughs> are, you, are you giving me the power? I am giving you the power, but you have to use it properly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be haphazard hey. like me. Hey, everybody. Hey. With your hey, everybody. That's you. If you can hear this, you're included in everything. Thanks for listening to another episode of Black Castle. This is episode 243. I don't know. I don't count. Congrats uh, if you made it this far. Yeah, congrats. You if you want to hang the out with us virtually because uh, <laughs> if we touch you we become on the astral plane or on the, the and then we switch bodies dimensional <laughs> worldwide astral plane check out our discord get the link on our website or our twitter where's our Maybe website on facebook if you dig deep enough betterkind.com 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 facebook slash uh fly casual slash the face the Black Casual Podcast. Black Casual Podcast. The Twitter at uh, Twitter. It's not two o'clock where you guys are at all. Black Casual eleven thirty eight. Black Casual eleven thirty eight. I'm Insta at. Oh, I'm not even. Black Casual eleven thirty eight. Oh, we have an Insta. We do. We do. I post to it every week. Just doing that as a joke. <laughs> awesome. That's a YouTube channel. We're gonna get a TikTok one of these days. We do have a YouTube channel, and We're actually, gonna do I a TikTok. Am... We're going to sing funny song, post videos of our cute kitties. Cat <laughs> cute. Screw you. you don't think my cat is cute. So, uh, on that note, jelly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's not even a Just we are. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Mike and Howie. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Dr. Sancho Panda. <laughs> Dr. Almost. P and the boys. I'll, yep. I just have a little thing called the oral um, defense. That's it. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. Now, Jill. Marmalade? This is, this is an alternate Preserves. reality where what? we play a different outro. Yeah, we're oh, going to play a different outro. What's the outro? difference between jelly and jam? Like, I don't know. <laughs> jellies and well, jams. see. Jams and jellies. I think jam has stuff. It has things and stuff. Hmm. I still don't know what's happening. Yeah. We're gonna end with this? That's awesome. Yeah. I clicked <laughs> the it. wrong song and now now no, I clicked the right one. Fine. This is perfect. No, this is the one I wanted to play. The first one was not the one I wanted to play. Are there so many songs 
about rainbows and what's on the other side. An ancient mutant? <laughs> rainbows are visions. I thought it stopped for a second. <laughs> illusions. Rainbows have This is a horrifying scene, by the way. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. This is Dan Stevens singing. Wrong. Yeah, we probably have to talk over this a little more just so we don't get pulled down from. No, I'm listening to Someday. Okay. We'll find we all find it. No rainbow. Connection. I know I'm out of sync from lag. Sorry. The dreamers and me. Yeah. Yay. And then he says, Have you tried Hare Krishna? <laughs> <laughs>